everyone. My name is Latoya Sonnage, co-founder of Sunrise Educational Institute in Trinidad and Tobago, transformational coach and educator. I've had the privilege of interacting with Mr. Nika Drake. She's a selfless individual who encourages and motivates individuals towards achieving their dreams and goals. She also connects you with the right people or like-minded people who will facilitate or provide opportunities to allow you to achieve your dreams and goals. I would not hesitate to encourage you to join the T. Drake Podcasting family, which would push you one step closer towards achieving your dreams and goals. Hey everyone, this is T. Drake, your podcasting godmother of connection. Now, have you ever wanted to start your very own podcast, but you're just unsure what to do? Well, guess what? I've been there. So I'm going to help you out. I am going to help you with your social media, your messaging, and so much more. You will even get access to some of my podcasting friends. So guess what? There's a lot that you're going to get. So I hope that you'll join me in this amazing opportunity. Now, all of that sounds great that I just talked to you about. Now, I bet you're wondering, the whiff up, what's in it for me, T. Drake? Tell me what this is going to run me. And you can best assure that I'm going to make it affordable for everyone to participate. And I'm so glad it's going to be spectacular, stupendous, amazing. Oh my gosh, you can hardly believe it. So... This is what it is. Now I'm going to be offering something amazing for sessions that I normally offer for a thousand dollar value, but for a limited time, I am offering a special offer for my first 100 students, not for 500, not for 450, not for 350, not even for 250, but for $200. You got it. T. Drake, your podcast godmother of connection, is offering this to truly help those that have been on the fence. Now is the time to pull the trigger and use your roar. Let's go. Thank you for tuning into the Walk in Truth Radio Network broadcast. Grab your Bible, get settled, and let's walk through the Word of God together. Let us now reason together and listen to see what God is saying to us today. We pray that you will hear something that will inspire you, uplift you, and ask the age-old question, if you're not saved, what must I do to be saved? Mm. We just thank God today because it is good to be in the house of the Lord one more time. Hallelujah! That's for people that went to sleep last night but didn't wake up this morning. Yes, but we yes, just sir. pray and we thank God for all those that you would join us during this abbreviated time of our service. Yes, Amen. Lord. So we're going to go ahead and get started like we normally do with with uh, exaltation from my dear sister. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Woo, I can't hear you. Hallelujah. No, I can't hear you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But, I, you know, it's just something about just say, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh -huh. Right. But they, they, they be praising him. 
Yeah. They be praying. I see some a person that could not even speak, but they praised him. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. You still can move. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. You still got a voice. Yeah. But you got some people out there that don't have a voice. Yeah. And if you don't use it for nothing else, we are supposed to use it to worship and honor him and just thank him in spite of it. Yeah. Because he is truly a good God. Yeah. He has brought you this far. You are here today for a purpose and a reason. Yeah. He didn't bring you here to sit there and to look at me. <laughs> he brought you here to give him some praise and yeah. worship on today. Way back on Calvary 
clap and praise. Amen. Amen. You know, as we've been really talking about grace and how God moves us through grace, and as I'm going through the book, Grace Awakening by Chuck Swindoll, what I realized is grace is our superpower. Like Superman has his superpower through the sun, we get off through the sun too. But his name is Jesus. Amen. And grace is that power within us that nobody else can see until they need to see. We go through the most trying of times and we think we're not going to get through. Then all of a sudden, something makes us stand up. Yeah. Come on. Something makes us speak out. Thank you, Lord. It's something about that name Jesus. Yeah. It's the sweetest name I know. Hallelujah. So when I think about Jesus uh-huh. and all that he's done for me, yeah. my soul cries out and I can stand Hallelujah. up in grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Against yeah. grace, there is no law. Yeah. Because it encompasses grace and love. Peace, joy, yes. all the fruit of the Spirit mm. is in grace. Yes, so just when you think it's about over, mm. when you count a saint out, Come on. you don't know the grace that they got. Hallelujah! Because the grace put them in the position where they're at today. Yes. So you may look at us and say, you know what? We're going to get them up out of here. Mm. But grace <laughs> is that thing that God gives his saints yeah. that they can stand. So we're going to talk about Joseph today. Because right. Joseph the story of Joseph is a magnificent story of the grace of God, mm-hmm. the providence of God. Yeah. Amen. Joseph, the story for the title say, when grace goes from the penitentiary to the palace. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Come on. Amen. When grace does that. And, 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 and y'all can go to uh, the, uh, Genesis for right now, chapter uh, 50, and just hold verse 16. But I want to just bring us up to speed because I don't want to be long, but, you know, this little boy Joseph was his father's favorite, mm-hmm. Jacob's favorite. He was one of the last two, and Benjamin was the young baby. And he was the kind of guy, I guess, his older brothers didn't like because he was always in their business. <laughs> if you are a younger sibling and you are an older sibling, you know what we're talking about. They always in your business, and then his father, I think, it was I think it was a, a, a unknown mistake, but it set the providence of God into motion because he favored Benjamin and Joseph more than he favored his other, mm-hmm. and he gave his son Joseph a visible demonstration of his love for him. He gave him a coat that nobody else had. Mm-hmm. So can you imagine having ten older brothers and you get a coat that nobody else has and you haven't even worked the field yet? Mm-hmm. His father loved him and gave him that, not really understanding that that would cause friction. See, sometimes God wants to put you in a position that's going to cause friction amongst you and your family. Mm, 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 mm. He'll bestow upon you a gift that's going to make them mad. That's right. Wow. Going to make them mad, mm-hmm. upset, disgruntled. Yeah. <laughs> but it's God moving, though. Then God messed up and gave a drink. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to give you a coat, but you're going to give me a drink. Mm-hmm. And you're going to let me interpret the dream. You could have just gave me the dream and left the interpretation to somebody else. Mm-hmm. But you're going to give me the dream and allow me to tell the dream and allow me to give an interpretation to whereas my brother's sheaves, what they brought in from the field, fell down at mine and mine stood up. They understood what that meant. That meant the older shall serve the younger. Jacob understood, wasn't no problem with him because he was in that situation. Mm-hmm. But got 10 men looking at this young boy talking about some, you're 17, you're just getting started. Huh? We'll never bow down to you. Friction, but it's the providence of God. But he sends his son out to find him one day. And they see him coming from afar off and they say, you know what? This is our time to get rid of him. And you may ask, how the favor in God come from a coat and a dream, and now they want to kill him? Joseph, with his naive self, walked up on him. And I'm going to move kind of rapidly through this. Y'all know the story. They conspired against him, tied him up, and put him in a pit, and left him for dead. 
Now you would think the favor of God is not with Joseph. The grace of God is not with Joseph, but it's just beginning. Because see, what I understand about the grace of God is displayed perfectly and more mag magnificently when you put in a pit. That nobody believes you're going to come out of. Even the people who put you there don't believe you're going to come out. They got you down in the pit. They say, you're going to die down there. But see, then God's providence kicked in. Yay! And sent the Midianites to get them out. And here come the Midianites, come get them out. But the Midianites immediately put shackles on them, didn't set them yep, free. Where is God at? He done got them out the hole, but he done let them put shackles on them. Come on. And they headed to Egypt. And then when I get to Egypt, I was free a couple of days ago, and now I'm a slave. I'm 17 years old. My coat of many colors has been written too. They probably divided and took it back to dad and told dad the, the wolves and the lions and the bears that got him. Put some goat's blood on it. Lies. Murderers. Murderers. Premeditated murderers. The house of Israel. Amen. Hmm. Amen. That's right. The chosen one. See, they just people too. They're not super people. They, that them 10 are example of all humanity. That's right. You don't know what will cause you to hurt your brother. Mm. My Lord. Mm. My Lord. You just one incident away and you be ready to kill somebody. Mm. Bring to an end a life that you didn't bring into the world. Come on. So then you got, he sold the pot. <laughs> so I went from being my father's favorite to a man's slave. Mm. Mm. Amen. Mm. All within a couple of months. Mm -hmm. I'm 17 years old. I go into the house of Potiphar, Potiphar. And Potiphar sees my work. He sees how blessed I am. He says that everything Joseph touched was blessed. Mm -hmm. That Potiphar saw the, 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 the grace of God upon Joseph. Mm -hmm. And he loved Joseph. He made him in charge of the whole house. So we say God showed up and gave him grace, even though he was enslaved, he was favored. How many know that you're just a favored slave? <laughs> Y'all get that. We just favored slaves. It's just who we slave up. That makes us a favored slave. Amen. So we got Joseph dog. He go ahead and get into that situation with Potiphar. He doing good. Everything Potiphar getting richer. He like, I'm good. Potiphar say, you great. And here come his wife looking at him. Look at that. Like, you look good looking young man. <laughs> you want to mess a good thing up, brother? Put a no good woman in there with you. Come on. Let Jezebel come on in. But see, he had the wherewithal to know better. He said, no, no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to betray my master. But was, she kept pursuing and pursuing and pursuing. And in one minute, she took all the other servants away and called him into the room and got them all by herself. She said, I'm going to whoop it on him today. Mm -hmm. He ain't going to be able to resist this today. <laughs> and I ain't going to say nothing if he don't say nothing. But what he did was he saw her in there and she got, he made the mistake of getting close enough. Sometimes you get so close to the fire, you still get burned. Uh -huh. He should have known what time it was when he walked in the door, threshold of the door and didn't see nobody else. <laughs> But he went on in there to his mistress and started talking to her. And she was close enough that when she made her advance, and he jumped back and she grabbed him and tore off some of his stuff. Mm -hmm. And she knew she was in trouble then because he was going to go straight to his master and say, look what that's done. But you know what he decided? I ain't going to say nothing. But she decided she was going to beat him before the, before the word got out. And she tells him, he tried to get to me. Even though he loved him, even though he cared, even though he knew the truth, Mm. About his wretched wife. Mm. See, sometimes we know the spouse we got is a wretch. Mm. <laughs> we gotta know him, we gotta be kind to him anyway. Wow. We gotta we got we gotta deal with him any kind of way. Mm. So then uh, the, then he said, Papa say, you know, I gotta send you to prison, but I don't want to, but just go on and go. So Papa washed his hands up, then he goes to prison. The providence of God is working, the grace seems to come in and go, come in and go, and come in and go. You know, he's still not here. He hasn't been killed, but he's just going from one thing to another. 
He's 17 years old. <clears throat> Maybe 18 by now. But the Bible tells us the, the, another story. He spent 10 years in prison. 10 years in prison for something he didn't do. Can you imagine the ones who are in prison right now because they got accused falsely of doing something they didn't do in America? That breaks the man. Where's God at now? Why is it God showing up now? Me, you did all that, save me from the pit. I'd rather have died in the pit than end up in prison. But the grace of God was still with Joseph because everything he touched still went right because Joseph went from just being a regular prisoner to a trustee. And then we have the baker and the winemaker come in, the servant come in, and we have that situation where the dream is told and he tells what's going to happen. He tells who's a liar. The one gets hung, the one gets set free. And he, he, he's had the conversation with the one who set free and say, look, just remember me and go tell the Pharaoh about me. But of course, it's like anything else. Once you get out, you forget everybody else. <laughs> but then the Pharaoh had a dream. The Pharaoh had a dream of seven cows. Seven fat cows and seven homely looking cows. And for some reason, the seven homely cows ate up the seven fat cows. And none of his magicians, none of his people, none of his, his religious folk, none of the people of the house of Pharaoh could tell him what the dream meant. But the man who begot him, God providence made him remember him now. You know what I know, a young man? His name is Joseph. He's in the penitentiary. He, he told me that I was going to go free and the other guy was going to get hung. He said, go get him. And when he got there, he told Pharaoh the dream. He said, Pharaoh, actually it was two dreams. He said, but the dream is one. It's simply this. When you saw the the unnourished cows, the homely cows, eat the fat cows, that's the famine that's coming. Yeah. And the famine's going to be so great, it's going to be as if you never had fat cows. But see, God's providence, God's grace gave him a plan. See, God's men in the midst of a, a famine will have a plan. And he instituted the plan of saving for a rainy day. Hallelujah. So he gave him the plan. And with that plan and with that interpretation of dreams, he started in the pit and now he's in the palace. And he becomes second to Pharaoh. And he has children. And before we get to our main passage, I want you to see what happens when you when you in a situation like him and you can remember what happened to you, and but you still know God is involved. The grace is activated now in you. You see where you were, and you see where you are, and you see what you went through. See, you can appreciate grace when you go through something. Right, right. Grace may not always eat you up in the palace, but I tell you what, grace gonna put you in a better situation than you were yesterday. Amen. Yeah. Even a little amount of grace on someone make you give God some praise. Yes, Lord. That's why I want you to praise him for a minute because I want you to see the grace of God and your ability to praise him. Amen. For one minute. And if it, if it lingers on, that means you understand the grace of God. Amen. So go to Genesis chapter 50. Read 16 through 21. So they sent a message to Joseph saying, Your father gave this command before he died. Say to Joseph, Please forgive the transgressions of your brothers and their sin, because they did evil to you. And now, please forgive the transgression of the servants of the God of your father. Joseph wept when they spoke to him. His brothers also came and fell down before him and said, Behold, we are your servants. But Joseph said to them, Do not fear, for I am in the place of God. As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. So do not fear, I will provide for you and your little ones. Thus, he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. Amen. 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 We see the movement of grace through all this. I just want to talk to y'all again and point some things out. <clears throat> we got to the point where the famine had come in the land. And we know that 
he sent his brothers to Egypt. And by now, Joseph is a 30-year-old man. He basically has become an Egyptian. He looks like one, he talks like one, he's educated as one. But he's placed in a position to where even though he's amongst the enemy, he's going to be his nation's friend. Amen. And it would have never happened unless his brother had plotted to kill him. Sometimes what I see is that God will put you in a situation that you don't understand at the moment, but it's for the good of the nation. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. That at the moment you're going through, and I'm a recipient of that, that you don't see God's hand. But what happens is God will let you go through that thing and endure that thing and, and be tested in that thing. Them 40 years on the backside of the desert type of moment. That, a, that holds you together and keeps you ready and makes you ready for the big task at hand. Yes. Yes. He tests you, he tempers you, he whoops on you. Mm-hmm. He puts you in adverse situations only to prepare you to lead someone out. Mm-hmm. So in this thing, his father, Jacob, on his last deathbed, his last prayer was that he would forgive his brothers and his brothers for what they've done to him and more importantly to God. See, what happens with, when we sin against our brothers and sisters in Christ, we just don't sin against them personally, but we also sin against God because they're God's child. And what we've done when we sin against them, we've forgotten who they were and forgotten who we are. And therefore, we trans we transgress against one another. When we read Galatians, that leads to the biting and the backstabbing that we read in Galatians. See, when you're exhibiting that one towards another, you're not being the grace or the fruit of the Spirit. Hmm. So his father made one last plea. Because his father understood that he had a right not to forgive them. By law, he could put them to death. But see, when you operate in the grace, you don't do the law, you do what's grace. When you operate under grace, it, you can be right, but the glory of God is more important than you being right. Right. Because you want people to see the goodness of God in you. Yeah. Let this light shine that others may see. Mm-hmm. But they can't see when you harbor bitterness and anger. Yes, yes. If you get if you start talking to people, they can see past your religious words. Mm-hmm. They can see all you talk about is do's and don'ts. In Galatians, the law, the law, the law, but never set free by the grace of God, allowing you to grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. See, you can only grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ by grace. It's a revelatory thing between you and God. That's why I told you to humble yourself, because grace requires a humility that surpasses all understanding. See, people don't understand when you say, no, that's not worth it. They say, oh, yes, it is. We going yes, it may be worth it to you, but I'm working on a higher plane. Come on. I'm working for a greater good. Mm-hmm. So his father makes the request. Forgive them, not only of their sins, but also forgive them for sinning against God. Where do we find that? That kind of talk. Jesus. Jesus said. In Luke, in Luke 23 and 34, you don't have to go there, but you go there later. He said, I forgive them, Father, for they do not know what they do. See, the thing about it. Those brothers didn't realize they were setting in motion the goodness of God. Because if they knew that they were setting in motion the goodness of God, they wouldn't have done it. But you know what I've learned? Evil people got a purpose. Contrary people, argumentative people, divisive people got a purpose. The purpose is for us to reconcile them back to God. Amen. And you can't be reconciled back to God and reconcile others back to God until you've gone through something that separates you from That's them. Right. Amen. See, he had to go through that. He had to live through that. God had his hand on him. There's been no harm come to him for real. Nobody didn't say he got beat on or anything like that. He didn't get treated like other slaves. He had favor. And see, God can favor you in an incarcerated situation. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God. Even Acts, chapter chapter seven, chapter seven, yeah, at verse, yeah, at verse sixty, we have you know you have to go there, you have to go there, prop. Even Stephen, who's getting stoned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even Stephen, who's getting stoned. See, y'all missing even Stephen, who was getting stoned. Jesus had been crucified yet, but Stephen was in the midst of his stoning, and lifted up his eyes and said, "Father, forgive them." 
forgive their trespasses. Because they are not sinning against me, they sinning against you. Mm. See, when you got the favor of God on you, they can stone you, but you won't feel nothing. Mm. They can throw you in the fire, and you won't even smell like smoke. Because God has his providential hand over you, and what grace does, it blocks all that is natural for the supernatural power to endure. Hallelujah. Yeah. See, Hallelujah. See, 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 you may come against us, hmm. but it's more than us you coming against. That's right. You coming against all the heavenly hosts. We are the body of Christ. Amen. Come on. You can't come against what created the world. Come on now. We have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us. But we have to take the posture like these three men. Jesus forgives. Stephen forgives. Joseph forgives. And because they forgive, the power of grace comes forth. And if you notice in the story, Joseph takes the right posture. He asks him, he asks a question. Am I God? Am I God? Am I to take the place of God and, 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 and give revenge to you after I've saved you? No, Joseph understood. Now there's purpose. He didn't have to ask like some of y'all do. What's my purpose? What's my purpose? What you going through will show your purpose. <laughs> you asking for something that God is taking you through and he's trying to show you your purpose and your affliction. Wow. My God. Wow. My God. Pick up at verse 18. 5.18. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. 50. 50.18. His brothers also came and fell down before him and said, Behold, we are your servants. So you was my killer at first, and now you're going to be my servant. See, God will make your enemies your friends. <laughs> God will make your enemies your footstool. So now they're going to want to be his servant. Mm -hmm. Now see, if that would have been me, <laughs> not only would you have been my servant, <laughs> but, see, now, but see, he betting me. I'm trying to be like Joseph. Look what you done done to me. If you want me, you what? You want some mercy? Yes. You want some grace? Yes. You want to be forgiven? Yes. And the saints of God, it's our job to do that. Amen. Because only through forgiveness can we reconcile them back to God. You have to remember, they were still God's chosen people. So Joseph was the one to forgive their sins, put a covering over their sins, and reconcile them back to God. Now, there's natural consequences to your actions that you will still have to suffer from making bad decisions, but you won't be broken fellowship with God. Amen. Hallelujah. You're not going to have broken fellowship when you repent. What Romans 2 and 4 tell us? The goodness of God should what? Lead us to repentance. What did the goodness of saving them from the famine do? Lead them to repentance. Yeah. Amen. It was at his feet. And he could have done something that we would normally do, but he was moving in the spirit of grace. And before that, they said they sent someone. So they didn't come in first. <laughs> they sent someone else. <laughs> Just in case. He decided to act vengeance on the person who's the messenger. Right, right. But see, like we say, don't get mad at the messenger. He just delivered the message. And once the messenger delivered the message, and Joseph wasn't, didn't show any signs one way or the other, then the brother crept in. Oh, <laughs> uh, we sorry. I don't know who that messenger was. But the grace of God had to be on him too. That's right. He's unnamed and unknown. But think about this. This unnamed, unknown person helped reconcile a family back together. Amen. Amen. And a lot of times there's some unknown people in your life, some unnamed people, some unfamous people, some people who are not on top but on the bottom that will come to you and give you a word or give you a direction that will help reconcile you back to God, back to family. Thank you. And put you in the right, uh, right form of fellowship with God. Amen. Read 19. But Joseph said to them, do not fear. For I, am I in the place of God? <laughs> am I in the place of God? Don't fear. Don't say, look, I'm not going to do to you what you deserve. I'm going to do better than that. 
I'm going to give you grace this week because I'm not going to take the place of God. Because Joseph obviously stood, stood, vengeance is mine, and thus said the Lord, I will repay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And as we study the Old Testament, we know down the line all of them going to get their just due. Yes, Lord. Joseph going to be long gone. Mm -hmm. But God sent Joseph to show them the grace of God, even in a negative situation. And, and that's, what, that's what's interesting. It's the fact that Joseph did not take the place of God. And see, a lot of you, you think you know so much about God. And sometimes you pronounce a sentence on somebody that's condemning them. But if the Bible says there's no more condemnation than those of us in Christ Jesus, you can't condemn anybody. All right. You can't pronounce a death sentence on anybody. You can't tell a person that their prayer is not going to be heard by God. Who told you you the ears of God? Amen. Amen. If God is able to respond to a woman's prayer that didn't say nothing, can he respond to a short prayer that says everything God needs to hear from the heart? Amen. See, when your grace is there, the stuff is not as important as you think. Form and fashion is not as important. He could have killed them. He was second in charge of Egypt. But he didn't. He showed them the grace of his God, Yahweh. His God, Elohim. But if you notice, the word grace is never mentioned in this story. But it's written all over this story. Come on. Sometimes you don't have to just you don't have to mention grace, you just have to be grace. Amen. Come on. When you read this narrative, all I see is the grace of God, the hand of God, the promise of God. Jehovah Jireh, the provider of God. Hallelujah. God used that situation to put his people in a position so they live. So the promise of the Savior would come. Because if he had let them perish in the famine, then that God would have been a liar. But God has this funny way about bringing the past things that, in a way that we don't understand, but we got to see that it's him. See, God is always ready to show you he's there just when you think he's not. <laughs> and it's normally through your affliction. Yeah. Yeah. Now go back. I want you to see something. Now Joseph goes through this affliction. Now he's in Egypt and he has two sons. And these sons represent what he learned from God just by their name. Go to uh, Genesis 41, 51, and 52. Let's see what, what he learned at the, with these two sons. <clears throat> 41 and 51. Read loud and proud. 41 and 52. Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh, for he said, God has made me forget all my hardship and all my father's house. Stop. So the first name, first son, say name of the son is Manasseh. See, we need some Manasseh moments in our life. Amen. God made me forget. That was the grace of God and the Amen. promise of God that made him forget. Mm -hmm. See, when God teaches you how to forget, you can move forward. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So we need some Manasseh moments. You, know? you need to say, God, I want to become a Manasseh right now because I need to forget that stuff over there. Yeah. And sometimes you need to forget, you, 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 you need to forget your family. Mm -hmm. See, because the hardship that you're going through, God, God has got you through your hardship. He's helped you endure. And oh. now you need to forget. And also forget you need to learn how to forgive because he right. did forgive. Yeah. See, forgetting is not necessarily, it's never there anymore, but forgetting is simply this biblical forgiveness is this. It's there, but it don't have no impact on me no more. Amen. Some of y'all family members still have impact on you. And if you really think about it, God has helped you endure them all this time. All this time. <laughs> For you to even be upset. But you don't know how to use the power of the word. That's right. You the Manasseh moment. Yeah, yeah. God, you helped me endure all my hardships. So I forget some things. Not have them have an impact on my life. That's where we're at, Saints. We got to endure some things. We have a Manasseh moment. Yes. Because God's going to help us get through. Oh, Jesus. So we got the God that will help us endure and the God that will help us forget. And forgetting is simply not letting what happened to me in my past have a control over my future. Amen. Your destiny is not wrapped up in your past. Your destiny is wrapped up before you to be unfolded by God by grace. That's right. That's where your destiny Amen. But that's Manasseh. Let's look at the second boy. 
and named the second he called Ephraim. Mm -hmm. For God has made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. So God will make you fruitful in the land of your oppression. Hallelujah. Yeah. See, some of y'all are prospering while y'all suffering. Wow. That's what Peter said, suffer well. See, that's what God tried to tell them when they went to captivity with, uh, 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 what's the boy's name? When, when he went to captivity for 70 years, it lost my mind right now. Uh, when he went to captivity with uh, Nebuchadnezzar. He told them, look, build houses, multiply, yeah. do all of that. When they was in Egypt, what they do? They multiplied. Sure. See, you could be fruitful in the midst of your suffering. Hallelujah. But you got to do the first. Recognize God will help you endure it, and then start being fruitful in the midst of it. Because God will choose the time to which you're going to come out. When he told the Israelites, you go ahead and go to Nebuchadnezzar's uh, custody for a while, 70 years. I'll get you out when it's time. But while you're there, be fruitful. Endure. Do what Nebuchadnezzar said because he's my servant. But God, how you going to bless me and I'm enslaved to someone else? Was, is anything too hard for God? Nothing. Nothing. So it's possible that God is allowing you to go through this mm -hmm. so you can become ready for the bigger picture. Yeah. <laughs> There's a bigger promise down the line. Yeah. There's a big assignment coming up, but he got to get you ready to fight it. He got to get you ready for the naysayers and the haters. He got to get you ready for those who go to despitefully use you. My God. Thank you, Jesus. He got to teach you how to pray for Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Say he forgot what they had done and started to pray for what they're going to be. Hallelujah. That's what Joseph did. Mm. Joseph started to pray for them. Joseph started to look at them in a different kind of way. Joseph started to realize that just maybe I was put here for a purpose. And my purpose couldn't realize until I went through the fire. I told you your purpose is on the other end of what you got to go through. Grace is the power of God displayed in broken vessels. Yes, the Bible could tell us we're containers of this thing, of this power, but it's held in a broken vessel. The reason why it's held in an imperfect vessel because it's the message in us that's more perfect than us ourselves. Amen, <laughs> amen, amen, amen. See, if we were perfect vessels in a perfect message, then what we would do was, was, was focus on the perfectness of ourselves versus the perfect, perfectness of the God who sends us through, gets us through, builds us up, and helps us walk upright before all men no matter what we go through. No matter how much we are afflicted, we walk by faith and not by sight. See, that takes the grace of God working in your life through this imperfect vessel. Yes, I may fall. I may have ailments. I may have troubles. People may come at me, but I still get up. Amen. I still rise to the occasion. Yes, Lord. And become a prime minister. Pharaoh Joseph was second in charge. And now, he shows grace to those who don't deserve it. And that's what grace is all about. Giving someone something they don't deserve. They couldn't earn it. They couldn't pay for it. They, could, they couldn't grovel enough to deserve what he was about to do. But he said, guess what? But my grace is so providential, so prosperous, that I'm going to be Jehovah Jireh to you. I'm going to provide for you and your little one. Hallelujah. See, the grace I'm going to give you is going to go past you and go to those who ain't even born yet. Hallelujah. And see, that's the kind of grace power Ooh, you got. You. Where you, you show the goodness of God to somebody else, you don't know how far that ripple effect may go. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Yes. Hallelujah. As much as we spend time doing anything else, what I learned is that grace is a power, the superpower that we have in each and every one of us. Yes, Lord. Paul understood that. Hmm. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Start at verse 7. Let's see what Paul said. So we got Joseph who went through affliction. We know Jesus went through affliction. Let's see if Paul, let's see if it jives with the New Testament. 2 Corinthians 4 and 7. But we have this treasure in jars of clay. What's the treasure? The Holy Spirit. Amen. To show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. See, we is in us to show who he is. Yay. Not who we are. We have been identified in him, but the Holy Spirit was sent back to testify of him. Uh -huh. So this power of grace which dwells within us is to show how good God is. Yeah. 
Yes. So let's see what we have to endure. Read. We are afflicted in every way. Every way I'm afflicted. But not crushed. But not crushed. I'm afflicted in every way. My nose hurt. My ears hurt. My feet <laughs> hurt. Come on. Say it. Can't really see that good, but I'm inflicted, but I ain't crushed. Hallelujah. And see, the reason I'm not crushed is I can get up here and give God some praise. Like Mr. Karen say, it don't make no difference. If I'm blind, crippled, and crazy, I'm going to give God some praise. Glory, 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 glory. See, because through that affliction, his power comes forth. Read. Perplexed, but not driven to despair. I'm confused. I don't know why this is happening to me. Why am I going through all this? It don't seem if it's God's around us. Pastor, I don't know why. Why everybody don't like me? I'm trying to get everybody like me, but nobody like me. They talk about me. They, they do all kinds of stuff, and I'm just trying to get along, And but I won't compromise who I am in God, though. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't mind trying to get along with you. But when you ask me to compromise my God and my principles, no, I can't do that. The Bible says come out from among them. See, I draw the line at that point. We can talk about anything. You can be a full-blown heathen, but when you ask me to be a heathen to prove to you that I'm God, that I'm a God's child, I'm not going to do that. All right. Because the minute I do that, you'll tell me, you're not a child of God. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm confused at why I'm being persecuted for the sake of Christ. Now, some of y'all think everything you go through is a persecution, but it's not. Because right. it's not because of God. Because mm. of you. Come on. Right. Come on. See, the Bible says when you're drawn away, you're drawn away by your own lust and desires. When you do that, you're being persecuted and prosecuted for what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And God is whooping on you. So you already know why. Mm -hmm. When you're not faithful and God decides to lay a hammer down on you, uh -huh. let's go and say, God, I ain't been faithful. I know why I'm getting it. Yep. Repent and get on back in line. Whatever that line may be. See, this is what I'm saying. I'm not defining what that means to you. Because faithfulness is personal. You come to Christ individually. Now, now I want you to understand this. You may come to Christ individually, but you in the body totally. That's right. Ain't no long range. The body says we are body. Okay, read. Persecuted, but not forsaken. No, God said we can be persecuted. He ain't gonna leave us. Never leave us, nor forsake us. See, he did that to Joseph. Think about Joseph and think about Paul and saying. Mm. Paul is expressing in particular what Joseph already went through. And he probably had the story, he did have the story of Joseph to draw strength from. Amen. Go ahead. Struck down, but not destroyed. So you can beat me down in word and in deed, but you can't destroy me. Right. Amen. You can put Come me on. in a pit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And expect I'm going to die. <laughs> but somebody's going to get me out. Hallelujah. You can enslave me. And sell me to another. But somebody gonna raise me up. Yes. You can actually put me in prison falsely. Mm. And God gonna get me out. Hallelujah. And when God raises me up <laughs> beyond your touch, and you have to come to me mm -hmm. and worry about what I'm gonna do to you. Mm. What I'm gonna say is, I forgive you, Glory. but you don't know what you did. Lord. What you did is activate the grace of God in me. Right. See, I'm able to stand because God has been so good. You are able to stand yes. because God has been so good in your Manasseh moment. Oh, yes. And then what yes. happened to you, then God say, not only are you going to be good, you will have an Ephraim moment. Yes. You're going to prosper and be fruitful in that moment. Hallelujah. See, I go from Manasseh to Ephraim. From Manasseh to Ephraim. That is the grace of God. Yes. Hey, man. Let's pray. Oh, gracious Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I thank you for the, the awesomeness of the power of grace. That is in these broken vessels. Grace just don't make me happy, but grace makes me joyful. Grace is the thing that is working inside of every saint and every situation of a saint during the time of affliction. God, you step in that grace with us and we just thank you. Thank you, God. You give us the name of Manasseh at the time. And then, Lord, when you bring us out, you help us forget that what we went through have no impact on what our future holds. Yes. We, we use the afflictions and the negativity and the things that go against you and, and us to springboard us into our destiny, O oh Father. Yes. We wear the afflictions like a bag, O oh Father God, that we hold in our body from the persecutions that come our way. And then, Lord, in the midst of the land of affliction, you let us come. You let us have more. You let us do more. You let us be more. You let us grow in the knowledge of grace of God in the midst of our affliction. 
Lord, so we all just tell people, Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Lord. Thank you. I can see why you sent me through because I got a bigger purpose. My bigger purpose is to get ready to bring those out who be put in a situation. But I can see your hand in a circumstance. I can tell them why they're in these circumstances because there's a bigger thing, a bigger glory to have. The deeper, the better the circumstance, the more glory of God going to show up. The more grace you need, the more mission we in, the more grace you need. We're set abound, Lord. You said that grace abounds much more, Lord. Let grace abound, but let us not use the grace and the freedom we have in order to sin. Lord, we give our hearts and our minds to you. It's in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. We thank all of those who are listening uh, around the world to Walk Through Radio Network. And we always want you to be encouraged, blessed, and in peace. Always remember to what? Walk in truth. Amen. Praise God. Thank you. If you do not have a place of worship, please consider Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church your home. We are a safe place to worship, supporting the edification of the body with all of its gifts. Sound biblical teaching is at the center of our worship as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Sharing the fruit of the Spirit and moving forward in faith through serving our community is our privilege and pleasure. Please feel free to contact the ministry at 636-344-0539 or email us at witminyahoo.com. Thank you for your consideration, be blessed, encouraged, and walk in the truth of the Lord. Thank you for listening to the Walk in Truth Radio Network broadcast. If this message has been a blessing to you consider donating on your favorite platform. You can donate by looking in the description box and picking your favorite platform of choice, Venmo, Cash App or PayPal. Continue listening. And your prayers are needed, welcomed and appreciated.